0: Bless up for tuning in to Project Cheney. Magic happens when you question everything. Conspirituality becomes reality, weirdness is welcomed, and it's okay to change your mind. Big up yourself.
1: Um. Um. Big up yourself. And welcome back to another episode of Project Cheney. As always, I am Cheney and I am very happy to be here today. It is a wonderful day in Florida. It is probably 78 degrees and windy. The sun is out, Uh, yeah, I'm in a great mood. Um, If you haven't heard, I started my period. (laughs) If, If you guys aren't hip to that, I have started my period, so I am not pregnant my body is healthy enough to still drop eggs and uh, yeah pronouns are still she her and I'm just fucking around if this is your first time here I apologize for starting that way um, my dear friend my maria777 decided it, she just tells the world details that I don't know if I would necessarily tell the world, but then it's like, who cares? And it's probably healing my divine feminine. Like, oh, Cheney has her period. And if you're a dude and listening to this, and this is gross, or you're like, ugh, I don't want to talk about woman's menstrual cycle, grow up, get over it, move on, learn how to fuck through it. Is that too harsh at the beginning of the show that I'm inviting Natalie Denise on to talk about human trafficking? (laughs) I should probably just uh, immediately stop now. I should not even have her amazing audience come here and listen to the shit show that is Project Cheney. But that is why you guys are here, because sometimes I'm a shit show and assholes live forever, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I am going to talk about human trafficking today. Um, it's a serious subject and a lot of people that not just get into conspiracy and, uh, get into research. A lot of people that get really passionate about it in this next level kind of way, it's because they want to save the children. There used to be this huge idea, whether it was, uh, Pizzagate or a Q or, um, really whatever kind of conspiracy you want to pick from, that it's almost like human trafficking just got mixed up with 9-11 and flat earth, and we're just going to bag it over here and just pretend it doesn't exist. And that's just um, a right wing crazy conspiracy. And it's not a conspiracy. If you don't grasp that humans are the highest currency on the planet, then this is gonna be a little bit of a lesson for you today. When you hear them talk about drugs and guns, they're also, 100% of the time, also talking about humans. Of all the humans, the highest currency is the younger human. So yeah, we'd all like to think when you're watching a show like Dirty Money on Netflix and it's talking about Jeffrey Epstein, It puts it in a nice place in your brain to think it was a 17-year-old from a trailer park who he just really helped get a a massage degree. And, you know, what's that line in the sand? That's not the case at all. There's no such thing as an underage prostitute. There is no such thing as a child sex worker. These These phrases are being normalized for you because you are being groomed as a society. And it's not just the kids that are being groomed. If you were born in the 70s, you were groomed. If you were born in the 60s, you were groomed. If you were born in the 80s, you were groomed. If you were born in the 90s, you were groomed. 2000 and so on. Did you grow up on MTV? Are you watching all of these big mouth cartoons on your Netflix? How many kids are watching those two? What's it normalizing to them? And that's overt. That's in your face. Now let's step back to every Disney cartoon. Let's go into every drawing. Let's go into every perverse little detail. Let's go into the underground and the trafficking that happens at these theme parks. Let's go into the arrests that happen every year to the employees for child porn. We can talk about the border. We can talk about how a group of 10 men will come across the border with one child. We can talk about how some of these children that are being documented, they're documenting them come across the border with, I don't know, 80 different men. This is such crazy Serious stuff that's happening in all of the shipping containers, every port city, every Super Bowl. It's happening in your Walmart and Target parking lots. It's happening in your neighborhoods. An undocumented person is easier to get rid of and no one notice. A poor person, a minority person, is easier to get rid of and no one noticed. And this stuff is happening all the time, everywhere. I was on um, my Maria 777 this week and I was just thinking of little things we can do in society to really help each other out. Little things we can do that we never need to tell each other we're doing. And some of those things would be if you're a man and listening to the show or a woman, anyone, if you safely get into your car at the supermarket, watch and make sure the other women and children maybe for a little bit get into their car okay. If you are um, work at a restaurant late nights or if people have to park in spots that are um, a little out of sight, Maybe we walk each other to to the cars again. Maybe we take a little bit of responsibility for each other because everybody out there isn't noble and nice. And there's people out there that are doing things to children past the horrors of pedophilia. And that is a place that... I don't know if the innocence of all of our society needs to be broken by knowing the details. But I also think we've come so far and turned a blind eye for too long that it's time for everyone to know some of the details. And um, we've been groomed at every angle and we're continuing to be groomed. It's not because all the priests in the world, and all the Boy Scout leaders in the world, and all the guidance counselors in the world, and all the blank in the world are pedophiles. But we sure have set up a lot of positions in society that if you are a pedophile, we make it real easy for you to get access to our children. We have these helping hands and safe places, Are you a kid that doesn't have an adult in your life? Well, I'm going to put this little sticker on my house, this little sticker on my restaurant, and you can come in here and tell me all about it. What a perfect little way for me to know that you don't have any adult that's going to listen to you. And I know everybody likes to talk about the trans agenda, the trans agenda, the trans agenda. There is gay regardless of the trans agenda. And the more we keep turning into the trans agenda and all this stuff gets over-sexualized, now we're getting such to the point that we're talking to children so fucking young about sex that they shouldn't be talking about. We're grooming our whole society by making us all talk to kids about sex that they don't need to know about yet. We're like slowly being broken this is for bigger reasons. I know I have people listen to my show of all different face. It's one of the things I love the most about my audience is there isn't a religion or a school of thought from atheism to wizardry, to Christian, to Muslim, to Jew, to Buddhist, to Hindu, to religions I've never even heard of, to Wiccan and Pagan I've met some beautiful, great, good people out of all these walks. And I am also researched enough to know that there is symbolism in all your churches that link back to something weird and creepy that's been going on for a long, long time. And one of the things that my Marie and I were talking about on her show was she was like, what's a good guy? Name the good guys. And, you know, I didn't know who the good guys were. I don't know who the good guys are. I don't know. I don't know if it's Donald Trump. <laughs> I don't know who the good guys are. But I know who the bad guys are. I know the Clinton Foundation going into Haiti. Haiti and running some scandalous thing with Laura Silsby and no one ever calling out those names. I know what's going on in Epstein Island, and that's just one of many islands. He's just one of many honey traps, honey pots going on all over the world. I know about Ghislaine Maxwell. I know about her father, Robert Maxwell. I know about the Playboy mansions and the tunnels underneath that. There's a lot of celebrities I'd like to bring up their ranches and their islands, and their castles. Yeah, I'm looking at you, George Clooney. I'm curious when people are taking certain trips. It makes me curious when I get politifacted on everything that has to do with COVID, I get a banner on that. The same banners that they put on all my Tom Hanks digs. There's so many people we can link back to all these chains that have never been brought up still. Where's Rachel Chandler? Why aren't we talking about Les Wexner? Why aren't we talking about the fact that Victoria's Secret is just a high-value human trafficking ring? Why aren't we talking about the fact that, um, remember when those uh, famous ladies had their kids, the, the mom, Lori Loughlin from Full House, and then Felicity Huffman, they had their two daughters that got all up in the college scandal? Yeah, one of their daughters was also on a boat with a sheik, getting paid like $250,000 to hang out for a week. That's a lot of these supermodels. Yeah, really rich people with big yachts. They can get away with a lot. There's a lot of really crazy, creepy places in this world. And there's a lot of really crazy, creepy people in very high-power positions That are making sure that people can get children and slaves and sacrifices if they need to. I know. This is all real heavy shit. But I think it's really a big reality. And sometimes we need to touch base and remember why we're here. And remember why we're passionate about figuring out this symbolism and maybe who the bad guys are and good guys are and maybe figuring out your own magic or finding your own Holy Spirit. Maybe you look into the dark and see it and you realize that sometimes there are things that you need to be saved from. And maybe there are some things that we could save each other from. And maybe not being scared to look and not thinking everything's just a joke and you're just going to wrap everything up in an FBI code from WikiLeaks and just think Pizzagate and that whole pizza parlor and Comet Ping Pong and making references to the God Pan, that's all a big joke. I I think you'd be naive to keep thinking that. And I think this interview with Natalie Denise and everything she does for the Counter-Trafficking Alliance is a perfect example and hopefully it's inspiring that you can put your money where your mouth is and you can put your actual boots on the ground and you can maybe save a life and maybe just in saving one life you can save a family or a future family or maybe even um Save yourself in the process. And I think it's important, you know, the post people make. I'm not taking away uh, the digs people do. I'm one of those people. And I think it's important to inform people of all this stuff going on. But I also think we're out of place now that we're really informed and we know the bad guys are out there. And we're looking to the left and looking to the right, and we want all these people to step in and uh, clean things up, to take over these roles, these city council, these mayors, these top jobs. We need to stop looking up and start looking at each other. We're capable, we're informed, we're intelligent, and we really want the world to be a better place, even if we don't have children. And a lot of people out there with boots on the ground that are doing these things and putting their money where their mouth is, they don't even have kids. But that's used to be one of the greatest things about this country is it used to be a generation of people that planted trees they would never feel the shade of. So I hope you guys appreciate this interview as much as I did. Hey everyone, I want you to help me welcome Natalie Denise. I'm so excited to have you on Project Cheney. Kind of one of the topics that I know we're going to get into that you're big into that needs to be talked about more. And's kind of been lost in the movement, but I feel like it's yeah. good to start. You're really big yeah. into human trafficking.
0: Combating human trafficking. Combating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The
1: person you want to go to if you're looking for a human, you guys, that's why I had Natalie Denise. Oh, no,
0: no. <laughs> Espe- especially with the big slander campaign. We just, we just uh, all witnessed. Oh my clarify, God. Clarify. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that intro. Appreciate it.
1: So you're like just somebody, everybody thinks they're just a peon out there and you're just one person who made a whole right. big thing. Uh-huh. Will you tell people about this big thing that you kind of did?
0: Uh, Yeah. So one of the first things that I put out there was the daily traffic. So uh, 10 years ago, that's when I started volunteering uh, just as uh, a just a volunteer. I just, I just learned what human trafficking was back in 2012. And, you know, it, you when you learn first learn about it of course it's a shock right it's like oh my gosh this is this is actually happening like in our society like this is happening and then you know and then I started joining the ministry outreach ministry and going out on the streets and actually seeing it for myself and I was like oh it's like this is actually okay like now I believe it because it's happening right in front of my eyes so you know I got into volunteership and I just did it. I just jumped in there. There was, um, I had a few friends that were also volunteers. So it kind of helped at that time, but then it ended up being a time where I was just alone and I was just volunteering by myself. And um, I would end up like at safe houses and like volunteering uh, for children and adults separately. And, you know, it just really kind of changes your heart. Cause it's like, these are actual people that are broken, and come from broken backgrounds and they're people, right? They're just, they just need a lot of love. They they come from, especially the children and the teenagers, they come from broken households. They come from abusive parents um, who probably sexually abuse them themselves. And, you know, when, once you enter their atmosphere, like just as a normal person, um, they just like, they really look, they really take onto you and they, they look really look up to you. They, uh, tell you, they express that to you. Like, I really wish I had a big sister like you, or I, I really wish you could be my friend forever, you know, stuff like that. So it's like, you could see how thirsty they are for like, just that mentorship and attention. And so kind of experiencing that, like the spiritual and energy side to that, you know, I just, it just reeled me in more and more and more. And so there was a time where I kind of broke your
1: heart and opened your heart. It was like breaking it and filling it and breaking it and filling it like you were working out your heart muscle.
0: Yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad you said that, because I think a lot of people I think a lot more people need to be broken. I think a lot more people need their hearts broken like that, like our hearts need to be disturbed in order for us to take action. And like I preface this before we went into record, but like, I am a believer. And it in many times in the Bible, it talks about righteous anger, not anger that leads you to like do bad things, which is called sin, right? It, it's not like, let's provoke me into malice. Like let's revenge and get back at these people. No, it's like, there's righteous anger that would provoke you to actually move in a righteous way. And so this, this provoked me to move in a righteous path to, to help or to do whatever I could, right? I didn't have a lot of money. Um, I still don't have a lot of money, you know, just to put that out there. But, you know, I I did what I I give, I gave what I could, which was my time. And, you know, that uh, for a lot of people, it's the same story. People can do the same thing, but your heart has to get broken in order for you to get into provocation to act. I think so, so too.
1: I like the idea of yeah. like, you got to break your heart to let the light in. But I think it's almost like you get this glass and Mm -hmm. it's allowed to love this much. And every time that glass breaks, it gets bigger. So it's bigger and the old amount of love you had in it feels a little empty, because you need more love in it. And so it's like, it's just this ever breaking infinite glass, it's going to keep getting bigger. And if you decide at any point that you break that glass and want to stop filling it, you're just gonna get sad and empty feeling.
0: Exactly, that's exactly right. Well, You, you, one hundred percent. The best analogy for all that. It, it is the best analogy, and that's completely right. And, you know, it goes further and deeper. You know, into my spirituality. You know, it, it's, it's known that you know the spirit works through your spirit. You know, and so it, it's best to work through broken jars. So if you just taking your analogy is perfect, perfect. When you take God's spirit, it, it works through you as a vessel it's best to do it through broken people because that's where it shines the best because you have little holes that allow that light to shine through. So, you know, we can think of it like that, you know, with, with our hearts broken and just allowing, you know, God's light to shine through our hearts and act in that, that way. So, you know, through that, uh, continued on, I kind of took a little bit of a break. Um, I would volunteer here and there, but not as, um, as hard as I as I did earlier on but I still volunteered I still gave my time and um it came up to a time where I was like you know what uh I do see that these busts and arrests are happening and I do see that there are people being rescued but we only know that and I learned this through the movement you know that that people were actually putting stories out there like oh look there was this bust or look there was this arrest or this sting and so I, I was like, well, they're happening, right? It's not like nothing is happening. There everyone says, happening. Nothing's happening.
1: Nothing's ever happening. Cause they're waiting for like right. some big famous A-list celebrity, but there's things happening every day.
0: Right. Exactly. And so I was like, you know what, what if we just centralized all this human trafficking news somewhere? Because it always happens in our uh, local respect. Um, it happens like, you know, for me in Houston, it's ABC 13 uh, or or Fox 26, you know, so our local station, everyone's being trafficked. This
1: isn't just a lady kid right. thing. every single race, every single religion, every single country. People think they're safe in America and there is tons of human trafficking going on in the streets all over our country. I just think this isn't something that you're not touched by if you're listening right. to this. 100%.
0: So it's happening in every single zip code, right? So it, I I was like, well, if we could just centralize this, even if it's like it happening in the UK or, you know, in, in New Zealand, wherever, you know, just put the news all in one place and then you'll be able to kind of observe like this. There are first of all, if there's arrestings and, uh, there are convictions, indictments, all these things, then it's happening in your area. Right. So it's happening wherever those places are, are, um, you know, reporting. So I was like, okay, put it all in place. So the daily traffic was my first project and it's still going strong. Uh, I, there's so many stories that I can't even report on all of the sexual exploitation, all of the child sexual exploitation. It's really, really sad. Um, and then moving down the line, you know, uh, on my own respect, you know, I, that's what I'm known for. And I, am blessed to be known for being around what year advocate. is this when, um, 2019. Okay. Uh, so started.
1: this is in the conspiracy realm. Um, yes. this is after Pizzagate WikiLeaks breaks. And so yes. this, like, this lean starts to come on it where now it's conspiratorial and right wing to even think human trafficking exists, which is part okay. of the danger that happened. Right.
0: Exactly. And so, you know, it was like, and that was actually part of my motivation too. I'm like, this is not a conspiracy theory. Like this is actually like, these things are really happening. And you you even see articles today, like the Atlantic kind of claiming that child trafficking is not like a thing, you know, like this is not an epidemic and it's like fools. Yes, it is. Like (laughs) there's like more child sexual exploitation than ever before. Mm -hmm. Think about this, Janie years ago, um pre let's just say like pre-internet days when things were mobilized Mm -hmm. when a pedophile was caught with child sexual exploitation material it was probably like up to 80 80 pieces you know I think that would be like the cap nowadays these pedophiles get caught with thousands of pieces of childless. It's short for for the acronym for child sexual uh, material is CSM. So now they get caught with thousands of pieces of CSM. So We, there is a lot more child sexual exploitation than there ever has been before. Even one piece of CSM means that a child or two got exploited, you know, in that instance. So if there's thousands then that's thousands of cases of these children getting exploited. And they're grooming
1: us like harder and harder. Generationally, the older you are, you can witness what they've done to the youth, but you can see it, how they worked school uh, sex into our school systems. And then we all got Nickelodeon, like Ren and Stimpy cartoons where they were doing little vague sexual things. And we all got this MTV and then we all walked into E! Entertainment Television and you can almost see this grooming done to us where um, we it's like. They totally broke our roots, chakra, into this place that it's no longer sacred for anyone. and so even the idea of trafficking, like people don't even have this like common sense of self-worth like they just can't even yeah. think that big anymore because I know it's it, it almost it seemed it's just up another conspiracy like it's almost like they got flooded flat earth uh yep. at the same time and and I actually even think flat earth true or not it, it's like that came out at the exact same time Pizzagate did just to kind of yes. suffocate this real huge thing that was out
0: and it, and it seems like doesn't it almost seem like we're fatigued now like it seems like everybody's kind of fatigued on like all of these subjects so it's like You know, if if we're fatigued on all these subjects, then it kind of lessens the importance a little bit. Right. So it's that's how I feel like where we're at right now, although I'm like, nah, no, we have to be relentless. Like this is still going on even more so now because, you know, I see more. I see how the grants are being allocated. Uh, I see how, you know, the governmental entities are allowing children from the border uh, who are unaccompanied uh, go with sponsors. Which we don't have no idea who these people are. They probably Mm -hmm. are just like people who just signed up or signed a form or something on the dark web. Who knows? There's so many laws
1: too that when you look back at, you know, not to get political, but you know, um, I everybody's like uh, Trump's just the other side of the Obama mirror. No Bush is. I have to stick up for Trump where it's time to stick up for Trump and so many things that were called racist, even about the border. And people were like, they're splitting up families at the border. They're splitting up families at the border. They're splitting up families at the border. No. They're taking a woman and a child away from a coyote at the border. You're under this impression that just because I'm holding a kid in my arms to walk across the line with that, that's my kid. These people at the border are documenting the same child over and over again in the hands of all different kinds of adults. And who knows what kind of abuse is happening to that child every time it goes back around. So it's just like, no, they're not separating families at the border. There's kids with legitimately no parents that are being trafficked.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like for me, I actually want to go back to the border this year because what I saw last year was that there were a lot of single adult males that came over with kids, mostly girls, little girls. And, you know, these BP, the BP personnel, first of all, they're overrun. You know, I have to like preface this every single time because people have to understand that there are good BP out there, but the good ones are overrun. Yeah. Border patrol. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're in Texas, right? Out there. Yeah. So yeah, BP is
1: yeah. a normal word for you.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So there's good, there, there are good personnel out there that are guarding the border, but it's like, right now it's being overrun by replacements who are just vowing by the system that'll get the job that'll get poked in the arm that'll get uh take the orders to just you know process these people they're now being treated like data processing uh people data entry ubers uh social workers like these these bps are just overrun with so much right so how can they now that there's another administration who is allowing and enabling this, how can they distinguish between the two, whether or not that little girl belongs with that man? And there's just so many cases. That, I mean, there are video footage of the summer that I spent at the border last, last uh, summer. But there was just a single adult male after single adult male just coming in with the children. And it was like, how do we not see that this is an anomaly like where are all the mothers and we we asked them in spanish adonas la mama is like it's like uh, the 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 male would say oh she uh, it's same excuse every single time um she abandoned us she she couldn't afford to come uh, it was too dangerous for her to come da, 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 da. and then so our next question was like okay so if it's so dangerous in that country for her to stay and why wouldn't you send her and the kid over that's the most sensible action right but it was all bull everything was bull it was a bull bullshit excuse for them to just bring children over and now we know why like you said you i'm glad you mentioned that that you know uh pre pre-biden era it was like this is a racist why are you separating families at the border you don't know that that's their family you, you, this is just a single adult male coming over with a child and they could have been doing due diligence to separate them because now that we know cheney that um Uh, back in, I believe in the fall, I think it was like early fall that this was reported that at least 40% of these unaccompanied kids cannot be contacted anymore. Hmm. So that's the repercussion here. Number one, they're going to sponsors. We have no idea who these people are, these NGOs, charities, charities, these fronts, you know, who are taking the children and who knows where and to do who knows what we, we, there's no disclosure or transparency as to what they're doing, but we know that COVID funds, COVID Mm -hmm. pork is funding all this. We know that COVID pork is paying for the flights cross country. So it's like, you know, there, there's just so much to be done now, kind of taking it back into what you asked me about the bigger endeavor. Then I just recently started in October (laughs) <laughs> we'll talk about that too, because like that became became part of the slander campaign in October. I started a nonprofit called counter-trafficking Alliance. And this is a bigger idea counter-trafficking Alliance. Um, because of what I've seen, I, I just see that there are so many good ministries out there. There are good ministries, but they're very, very few. Um, We have to know who is doing what in the industry. uh, First of all, we have to understand who is doing what in the industry, what's working, what's not working. So what we're doing right now, and I have a bunch of research volunteers, God bless them. Like an Angie's
1: list of good people for trafficking.
0: But for for trafficking, -trafficking. 100%. (laughs) Anti-trafficking, anti-trafficking. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for catching that. Exactly and that's what that's what's needed you know there are these national organizations there are these international organizations but i i even have questions about this if you're so national and you're getting millions of dollars where is all this going to why do you get millions of dollars but your president gets like a million dollar salary or you know maybe not a million dollars maybe that's an exaggeration maybe they get 100,000 dollars they get a six figure salary why yeah. why a less than i think uh, it, it we haven't gotten much money. It's probably been like $200 uh, in total that have been donated to us. But once we get connected to these ministries, because first we have to establish ourselves in the data at mm-hmm. Counter Trafficking Alliance, we have to understand where the industry is. Once we have that as a platform, okay, this is where we understand the industry. This is who's working, who's not working. Let's start questioning the bad players who are not working. Why are you getting millions of dollars? And we only have, get this. We have more animal shelter spaces in America mm. than we have survivor beds for human trafficking survivors. Like, contemplate that. We have more wow. animal shelter spaces for animals that are strays off the street than we have survivor beds in America. And to nail it down to a number, it's approximately under. I'm going to say it's under 800 because the 800 figure was pre-COVID. So after COVID, after the shutdowns, all that, I'm going to just make an educated guess that these places got shut down possibly because of the funding.
1: 800 total, not 800,000. 800 total
0: survivor beds in America.
1: That's insane. Yeah. That's that's not even like my graduating class. Mm -hmm. That's insane. And, and, and because I hear even conspiracy theorists um, or truthers always debate this number because it used to just be known that 800,000 kids went missing in America. And then some of those kids would get returned. Most of it was by people they know. But even if you broke this down, just in even if you wanted to be the most conservative, let's say it was 300,000. Right. Like, what are we debating the number for? Let's say it was 100,000. If it's in, right. like, what are we talking about here? So the idea on the smallest end, 100,000 missing people, and if mm-hmm. they get returned or not, and then there's 800 beds.
0: Beds. So where do all these, where are where all these survivors go? And that's my next question too. That's also a, a pinpoint of my, see, my organization is going to be more, we want to kind of be um, a, an intelligence. We want to understand where everything is. We want to be a white hat intelligence, uh, nonprofit where we understand where everything is. So for instance, what you just mentioned, uh, what did you just mention right now? I just had a brain fart. You mentioned, um, oh, the beds, for instance, mm-hmm. the the beds in the ministries and all that. So if there's a uh, hundred thousand, uh, people, for instance, you know, that go missing or whatever, um, let's just say they rescue some from these, from these stings, right? They rescue some of these, these people as it says in a headline and, and, you know, 20 people arrested and eight human trafficking survivors were rescued. Where do they go? Where do they go? That's like, that's a big question, right? These are some simple questions. Back to to work, ask, but get an big. apartment
1: section eight. Here you go. Like, no, it's not that easy, but some that's not, not the reality. Captivity. Some of them have total um, like uh, Stockholm syndrome. Some of them um, are so guilty because some of them have had children in captivity.
0: Right, 100 percent. Right. And um, that's a that's a great point to make because a lot of them are under compounded trauma. So, you know, when they get coerced and fear-based coerced and frauded over and over again, and they they get told this is the way that you're going to survive, this is the way that you're going to get fed. This is the way you're going to have a roof over your head. You know, they're in survival mode. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. Why can't they just step away? Why can't they just leave? Sometimes they get
1: their passports taken. There was a huge bust in Florida that Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, actually got out all the men out of trouble because he got busted too, and he had so much money that His lawyers could just fry it. But they did this human trafficking bus from Miami to Jacksonville. And it was nationwide under Trump. Um, But they had all these people from the Far East that were inside these massage parlors. They took their passports and stuff and they were locked inside these massage parlors. So they were being abused, trafficked and kept enslaved. And everybody got off for it. And so I always, Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft, I'm going to say his name because people just forget things and like, we just move on.
0: Uh, there was actually, you you just jogged my memory because this was a really interesting article. Nobody ever saw, I don't think, but there was a, um, I believe it was one of the spas that Robert Kraft was tied to. There was a human trafficking accounting, like audit that they did and they traced between accounting agencies of these like spas like who which accounting agency was hiding what type of money and who would they were connected to that's the type of work that we need to do that's the type of work we need to do I mean it's like you know why do we not have this outlined already you know and and the only simplistic answer I can have to this is that the establishment is in on it or they're and complicit the lawyers in that
1: are sticking up for these people again and again, like the law firms right. that are doing it, the banks that are backing them, like it, it, all of it matters because they're all keeping each other's dirty secrets. That's why I would be Epstein and be able to buy a house from you for a dollar in downtown Manhattan.
0: Right. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. They're all connected financiers and all these high level political players and then the, the legal system. So, you know, the, this, these are really great examples as to why we have to understand where we are at with data. We have got to put, and it can't just be based off of speculation, you know, because I I've seen, I've seen the damage. Um, we've done a lot of great things in the movement. We've done a lot of great things in the movement because this is why I was so attracted to the movement was because these were the only people talking about human And you say the
1: movement, um, I'll just, are you talking about? anons Q, yeah truth
0: yeah 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 so the truth are the anons you know it, it's like these were the only this is the only group of people that was actually talking about it and me knowing about it ever since 2012 i'm like well great like there's a there's a, a space now where i you know i can i can actually be in and people actually know what the heck's going on and but the thing is is as you probably as, uh, know as well, is there have been a lot of theorists that have taken it a little bit too far, where it's like, you know we we conspire these things where it's like you know uh this person is doing it and this person and they say it definitively without having concrete documentation or concreteness to their claim and that's where we lose credibility in a lot of these these claims because it's like it could be true but we have we have got to start backing things up with data and concrete facts and if you don't have that and you're only doing it on speculation we have lost all credibility in what we're doing. It's
1: the same as so, the date picking Notre Dame is like, this exactly. is going to be the day. Nassara, Jassara, Clinton arrested Podesta emails. Like every, every time someone wants to be, I want to have the news first. I'm the CNN of the truth movement. They ruin it for everybody.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So it, it, it's 100% right. So it's like, we, we can't do that. Right. We, we have got to, if we're going to, if we're going to overthrow the senselessness of the the media, because it's, you know, we already know the ridiculous, Mm -hmm. the mainstream media, Then what are we going to come with? We can't come with speculation. We can't just come with theories and stuff like that. No, we got to be concrete about everything that we do. So that also sows legitimacy into your organization. And so that's why I want to start off concrete and understand Pay, illustrate all these these things out with data. Look, this is why I believe. You know, we can have, still have speculations, but I say have a speculation and back it with data, and then corroborate why you think a certain thing is the way it is. So, for instance, bringing it back, if a national organization is getting millions of dollars, sometimes by national grants by the DOJ, um, and they're getting millions of dollars, these presidents are getting thousands, uh, you know, six figure salary. Why is it that we don't have more safe houses? Why is it that we don't have more beds for sex trafficking when it takes fractional amounts of those grants? You know, that's what we have to understand. Why is, it, why is the government dishing out, what What did they dish out recently? Like $171 million to um, the NCMEC, NC, uh, the National Ch- Center for Child Exploitation. Why are they getting this uh, grant? And then it's like, where are the centers for the children?
1: Where's anything new ever? Where's any one commercial? You can find how many pharmaceutical commercials on every news, but you never see anything about human
0: trafficking. 100%. 100%. So are we just spending this money to market the uh, organizations and then just this money just gets recycled to make them look pretty? What are we doing? Are you spending on the lobbyists
1: so they can get a bigger check next year? And no one, it's, it's not changing and exactly yeah and because they're not putting it in the mainstream media with any of that stuff it devalues and all of a sudden makes human trafficking the same conspiracy like we're talking about JFK or 9-11 and it's like no I'm not even trying to go there this is like a real thing happening right this second but it's been happening forever
0: exactly so how do we do that right so that that's that's where it comes straight back to what what we're doing here it's like how do we do that we have got to start uh, the best thing about Anons is that they are the best diggers, mm-hmm. the best, the best diggers, the best tracers. They do the best work in that. And so if I
1: if actually I- think it's a shame that they all wanted to burn their title digital soldier. I actually think that's a really big shame that they did because um in the movement, if you've been in it long enough, yeah. most of the people regardless of what country they were in, what it meant to be a patriot is that you stood up for yourself and your people of your land. And everybody took a pledge to stand up for their land against enemies, foreign and domestic. And that's all it meant is we were the news now. We couldn't trust the fake news. They have been lying to us our whole lives. And we were the news. And Q, all it did was teach us how to ask questions, how to break Mm -hmm. our own brains of not knowing all the answers, but asking all the questions and learning how to dig again because all of us got brainwashed in this education Mm -hmm. system so the more degree you had you were told you were smart but you were just a regurgitator you weren't a researcher so q took us all and turned us into researchers like old reporters like we were all like 1950s reporters like wanting to get the scoop and exactly yeah so being a digital soldier used to mean something because you took an oath to something bigger than yourself like we decide like the convoy could be a fucking psyop but it's Real now. Q could be a side, yeah. but it's real now. But we decide because we're divine, powerful beings and we change anything. Right. So it's just like, there's so much of it that I've watched the the movement almost because they woke up too quick to everything mm-hmm. yeah they wanted a cult leader so bad and so once trump was plugged unplugged so they had to go to the next level down so then it's lynn and flynn and then there's are unplugged and we have to go to the next level down and that's unplugged and we have to go to the next level down so now we're at right. our own internet celebrities just eating ourselves alive because everybody learned how to do fucking hungry research without having any heart in the game any fucking right. real skin in the game so they just forgot why we learned all this to begin with, and it was always about the exactly.
0: kids. <laughs> this is
1: why everyone grabbed on.
0: And see, here's the thing too. Like, you know, it 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 that's exactly what it was. It was about the kids. But here's the thing. It's like, you know, this is why me and RPB are such good friends because it's like you got to go out on the streets, red pill, or either your yeah, <laughs> red pill base. sorry, I do that uh, too. RPB, <laughs> she has
1: one of the better names to say by initials.
0: <laughs> yeah. So like that's that's like why we like we jive because it's like you got to go out in the streets, whether it's for your local politics and all this ties together, by the way, like the sex trafficking, the local politics, understanding where everything is. We have to uh, we have to go out in the streets. You can not just say hashtag save the children. And then what you think a child's just saved because you hashtag save the children. You think you think a child just entered a safe house by hashtag save the children. You've got to do something. Then you're the You've same person that something. just put
1: your picture black. And you were like, I like black people. Black lives matter. I made my picture right. all black for a day. One
0: hundred percent. You're the same. Va- you're the <laughs> same exact thing. It's a sa- but it's the same exact thing. Let me tell you, we, like this is where I, I start start getting a little fiery because it's like you cannot call the left what it is. With mm-hmm. all this uh, group think and like they're doing it this way and they're everything's racist. So nothing is racist anymore. And it's true. Like, so if the left says everything is racist, then nothing is racist. Right. Mm-hmm. With the the, the most the, the most the most soiled, um, the most soiled incidents and events of racism that are actually racism cannot get called out anymore because it's saturated. Everyone's in a Nazi
1: now. So now we don't even exactly. know what Nazis are.
0: So, so we're doing the same exact thing. So if, if, for instance, what made me really mad about all of this recent, you know um, we're looking for our cult leader, Lynn Flynn and all this shit. It's like, well, the thing that makes me mad is that they went into this whole spiel of everybody's a pedophile. Everybody's a pedophile uh, enabler. Everybody's a pedophile guardian and all these things. And it's like, if everybody is a pedophile, then there's no pedophiles out there and you're doing a disservice mm-hmm. the same way that the left does a disservice to, uh, to actual racism is the same disservice as that these people are doing to actual pedophilia. So Murky if we're doing waters. all this, exactly. So if we're doing this crazy childish game, just to get, just to do tip for tat, just because you want so bad to get at somebody, you're going to go at the lowest, lowest portion of your humanity to call them something, you know, that's not true. You know, so now, mm-hmm. now, now it's like, who do we trust, you know? And, and that's the thing too. Like people have got to start thinking for themselves. They get unplugged for mainstream media and when they get unplugged for mainstream media, they're like, okay, well, what's the real news? So they go to the alternative news sources, right? They can go on YouTube, you know, they can go to Louder with Crowder or, you know, whoever, um, Daily Wire, whatever. And you're still pushed
1: the same. This is the, you say, first alternative news sources. So you find Crowder, Rogan, Jimmy Dore, uh, Young Turks. You find it's like, whatever you find are the exact next phase you're supposed to find. The filters to me just keep getting finer and finer. So you just keep thinking, Ooh, I love the way Joe Rogan thinks. This is so feel good. This is so, this is all the same things I think. But to Uh me, they're all bottlenecks, all ways to try to get you to stop thinking for yourself. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you.
0: No, it's okay. So, but so, so taking that idea, people also go to internet personalities or internet accounts, right? I just happen to like, I'm like, I, I pray every day. Keep me humble because I don't want to, I don't want to be like the, I don't want this to get to my head. I don't want this shit to get to my head because I know what's at stake. I know what I'm fighting for. And that, and that's the thing. Like I'm fighting for something. Like I started my, there's not a grassroots actual organization that's looking at these organizations. Okay. I'm gonna start it. Okay. There's not uh, this or that. Okay. I'm gonna start it. Okay, so this has been reflective in every single thing that I do. So I don't want this shit to go to my head. You know what I mean? And are like, you if so special?
1: To- are you so special or are you just like everybody else out there? You're just putting gumption behind it. Instead of just talking about it, you're putting your money where your mouth is. Right. And that's right. so huge. No one's doing that. No one's right, everybody's exactly. in their mom's basement typing mean shit at people being an online bully, but no one's right. putting their money where their mouth is. And it's funny, Nobody. The more. I noticed that people seem to be putting their money where their mouth is in the real world, the more they get attacked by the people who don't do shit.
0: 100%. 100%. A lot of people would never know that, you know, Cheney, that I I personally struggle. Like right now, like I, like there's times where I'm like, I don't know how the lights are going to get paid or all these lights. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how they're going to get paid. This was my, uh, the, some of my retirement money that I I'd, I'd invested in the studio. Like people don't know. What people are going through. People don't know that, uh, you know, like, there are times where I'm like, I don't know if Friend's gonna get paid and all these things. They would never know because they just assume people. But you know what? This is what I'm learning. I'm learning that that just comes with the territory. That's just, you know, this whole thing that just happened, it, it just comes with the territory. I'm gonna have to learn how to persevere and through
1: it, and which I did. It's a little more frightening. I just have to keep reiterating for mm-hmm. this, all this online bullying to happen to a woman. It's more frightening. It's frightening for a girl, more frightening to get doxed than you men will ever fucking understand. Like when you put a female's personal information out there, she already lives. A girl can't jog at night. She doesn't have the freedom like you have of parking her car anywhere in the grocery store parking lot. Like the things women have to think about every day that a man never has to have enter his fear. And so then when you take a woman and you dox her, you are doing something that's so intrusive. And it's, it's rapey you're doing something to her that's very rapey and there needs to be there are so many divine men out there unfortunately divine men don't play on the internet as much and um it's sad to me that um we're at this place that people are looking to other people to be like an arbiter of truth an arb- an arbiter of truth or some kind of bastion of hope and those right. people are so egoic, they're angry that they right. are Christ. <laughs> like there's no, an angry yes. of like, I hate Jews because the Bible says they're chosen people. I'm the chosen one. I'm right. Yeshua. Let yourself yeah. get over yourself. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I mean, this is all about ego. And and the thing is like projection is a bitch because sorry, am I allowed to cuss on this? Yes, I say everything. Okay. (laughs) so But projection is truly a bitch because it's like people see like at the end of the day, people see, especially like in my case with this whole uh, the whole slander campaign, um, you know, I I was advised by a lot of like good spiritual, like uh, Christian people who are like, just do not retaliate literally turn your cheek the other way like literally what they were saying they were doing i'm just going to turn my cheek the other way and then they would go and and attack Mm -hmm. another person say vile shit about a person i literally was like okay hit that one too because guess what that does that exposes your character you're going to go at that person for not doing anything to you for not doing anything wrong uh for literally explaining themselves you know um for liking Tim Burton I, i'm looking at my tim Burton figurings right now it's like you're gonna you're gonna actually go after these people but then you're you're doing the exact thing that you're not that you're saying that you're not doing so i literally turned the other cheek and i didn't retaliate and anybody can go on my timeline they can go on anything i didn't retaliate i didn't and and i could have because i had all the, I had all the reason to, right. I have all of the, the material, all of the juice, all of the tea that I could have utilized my platform for that. But it was like, why, for what, you know? So then I could say their names and that they would get clout. And Mm -hmm. then even negative attention is good attention to these people. The law of of
1: observation is you pay attention to me. I get your energy.
0: Like, I don't
1: want to, um, I kind of, uh, in the whole online bullying campaign, I have really yet to see it happen to a man. And oh, yeah. that's not surprising to me at all. I think it's funny that it's slut shaming, everyone's a whore all of a sudden, and I am a pretty obvious lesbian. And so when they came at me, <laughs> I just got this like whole awkward thing of like, well, what did so-and-so give you to make you be into it, you little lesbian, yeah. you need to be fuck straight. Yeah. So I
0: was right. like,
1: oh, really? I need to go and get fuck straight? <laughs>
0: Yeah. But- I mean, like, yeah. Like, and they'll take anything, dude. Like they, they will take absolutely anything just, just so that, and they can be, they could be actually doing this, the very exact thing they're accusing you of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's like, no, but, but because they want something on you, they want a tit tit for tat on you. They'll just do anything. And even if it is a low blow, there were times where like, if I were to put all this on a timeline, which, you know, I'm like, you know what, if there were ever a documentary on this one day, <laughs> like I should, I should put all this stuff on a timeline because it's like, it's like Natalie didn't respond. Natalie didn't respond. Natalie didn't respond. Natalie didn't respond. Even when they were baiting me, even when they were baiting me, I still didn't respond. And it was, it, it was just like, it was such an experience, but you know what it did? It actually did a lot of good for me. Cause now it's like, okay, now you're strapped all the time okay, now you're praying all the time. So actually, you know, thank you for that experience guys, because now it made me a, 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 like a a stronger person in a lot of ways. I'm like, okay. And
1: the future proves the past in my opinion. So Mm. everybody, how their reaction has continued to be and how there's a new person to attack and a new person to attack and a new person to attack. Your future proves your past. So you're telling me the integrity you've always had by the person you're showing me now. If you're somebody that's outing private text messages, if you're putting all this shit up, I see your integrity. You don't need to be working for the CIA. (laughs) You literally have no, there's nothing, you have no moral compass anyway. So you don't need to be a shill working for a shadow government. You're working literally for a demon spreading fear, like the biggest shadow government of all. (laughs)
0: 100%, that's all. I mean, and that's all it is. It's just demonic puppets. But, you know, um, I just, I, I could not believe like people are, actually like you're in the truther movement seeing so much deception seeing so much of this unfold in our bigger government but it's the same tactics that you're utilizing to deploy out the same sort of hate and deceitfulness Mm -hmm. out to a a more local you know following like I, i i and i'm like Yo, you guys like don't see that your futures are possibly going to impend on this one little moment that you have. Imagine like for the this happened. What did this start? Like, I think around November, I think November until like now.
1: Well, I think that was just the second witch trial.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. I think it. I think it came in. Separate, the first witch in, in trial was in
1: April. <laughs> and yeah. then the second witch trial was in November.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. So it's like, wow you guys spend an entire November, December, January. We're now in February. So you guys spend a whole three and a half months of, on your energy, just expended on that. But just imagine as we move forward in time, these little three months are going to become smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller of uh, an, an increment in our time uh, of our whole entire lifetime. But just imagine in that small amount of time that you spent slandering and lying on people and being vile to people, imagine that small amount of time uh, compared to your whole entire lifetime could affect the entire amount of your lifetime. For the rest of your life, this little small glitch that you decide to expend your time and energy on is going to determine the entirety of your lifetime. Imagine that. Imagine. Mm -hmm.
1: Imagine like for real, because we know how this internet thing and this online thing and how everybody's kind of become the raw, most authentic versions of themselves. So the relationships they've made have been these really raw, authentic relationships that are next level new. And so the amount of like real love in real connections that people have pissed away for a disagreement of one idea is insane to me. Like real connections of real human beings out there who gave a fuck who you never even touched fingertips with. Exactly. The (laughs) idea that you burnt a whole fucking, like somebody who really cared about you and sent you good energy all the time. This is what I watched happen to the whole movement where I'm like, by you showing me your cards of how much somebody else cared about you, you're saying more about you because I've written those kind of texts to people because I'm more connected and more authentic than I've ever been before. So I'm right. more attached to this raw, ethereal viewpoint of love and like being transparent. So the idea that I would send you something so open and raw and real. And uh-huh. that you would use that somehow against me. Like, there's no yeah. way you can take my love and work it against me ever in the history of the world. There's no way you can right. take the love I have and use it against me. So I'm sorry yeah. that it's yeah. like you're just reflecting love off yourself.
0: Yeah. And and I had the very, very thing. And, I, you know, of course, in all this, I'm not going to mention names other than like good friends that have, you know, been there, you know, and and that are uh, still still there. Um, but you know, that very example came to me last night and I'm like, really, I'm like, well, this person, I like spent hours giving this person advice, giving this person, uh, love and attention and all these things. And then all of a sudden it's just like,
1: heartbreaking. It's like,
0: all of a sudden it's like it, all of that, like, you're really like, we're really here where now I'm a bad person you know, because it's one thing didn't go that person's way. It's like, okay. Um, And and, uh, by proxy, they they were like ghostwriting through through someone else. And it was like, you know, uh, 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 I'm not going to eviscerate you or I'm not going to, I'm not going to come at you. And I'm like, uh, for what? Like, what, what are you going to, what are you going to get me on? Like, what do you like? You're going to share text messages of me being encouraging and, and me talking this person out a certain thing, like, and, and doing all these things. Like, what are you going to get me on? Like, uh, please do like, if, you, if those are the text messages you're going to uh, share, because that's what you're based out of, like, then do it. Like I, I literally, I I'm walking blameless because that's I have not wished malice on anybody. I have not wished anything on anybody. I've just been myself, and that's what I got attacked on out of jealousy and envy. There's will be Goldberg
1: like the color purple. And mm-hmm. have you ever seen that movie? Yes. It's so great. But she's walking out of the room and Danny Glover's character abuses her whole life. And she's walking out of the room and he's like, you're going to get this and you're going to get that and you're going to get that. And she stops him cold. She turns around and she does this at him and she like points it all at him. It's not the devil horn. She puts like the two fingers and the thumb at him. She goes, anything you've done to me already been done to you. And I just think that is the only energy I give out. If I'm getting witchy or magical or any kind of thing, anything you've sent at me, already been sent at you. If you're sending yeah. me love, you're going to get that back. If you're sending yeah. me bad stuff, you're going to get that back. And yeah. so I just don't, we're headed places that, um, your connection to source will ne- like, it's not ever going to be written the way you feel it in a book, no matter the book right. that you find. And you kind of right. have to like start trusting your connection to source. Like you have mm. to start connecting your like your God' self, your Christ walk, your whole journey, and right. people, even with my whole situation with it, a big thing for me. In the last year was forgiveness. Like, could yeah. I sit down and still carry on a cordial conversation with a human being across from me that I couldn't stand? Like, I actually felt hate in my heart for? Can I right. do this? Could I actually do this? Like, I'd never been able to before, Scorpio. Let's see if you can do this now. And right. yeah, I did. I'm breaking my own Ouroboros because I'm trying to take an example. And in, in, in any religion you want to talk about, an example in flesh, the best example we have written about in flesh is Christ. You can take any other deity, any other God, any other religion, Solomon, David, all of them. The Uh best example we have written about in any book, Christ. Uh So if I take the philosophy of Christ and I'm trying to live my most Christ-like self, I need Mm -hmm. to live in love and I need to forgive because I'm the only one carrying that fucking grudge around.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, 100%. And then we have to also... like my gosh, like how much temptation did he have to go through? Like he, he was tempted to, uh, you know, uh, slander back or he was tempted to lust. He was, he was tempted to everything that we, the, everything that we go through in a hero, human experience, Christ was tempted in that way. And it's like, you know, we're never going to uh, achieve Christ. Right. Because that's perfection. That's, that's like the, the that's the bar but like we can derive our actions on that path like okay am i going to slander back am i going to hate back um and that the thing is like if i did all that like it would have created chaos for me i would have uh, there my followers were already they didn't even know what the hell was going on this was such a fringe thing that happened Um, Even us you know, talking I, about
1: it. So much of my audience is going to be like, what? <laughs> like
0: what? But oh, So maybe we should, maybe we should kind of brief, like, I guess a little bit about like what that is. So, um, so I feel like, I feel like I just envisioned like a, a star Wars, like beginning of <laughs> a little scroll up right now. Like, I know so, so long ago,
1: <laughs> four score and seven years ago,
0: <laughs> four score and a few months ago in the fall. The whole Linwood um, started, I guess. Theory and we'll who's Linwood? Let's
1: actually. I'm gonna try to talk yeah. about some QAnon stuff too, because yeah. a lot of my audience isn't QAnons, but some are. Even the word QAnon, some of them are like, it's not QAnons. There's Q and there's Anons, bitch. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah.
1: Like I have all levels of um, truthers listening. So yeah, start at the wherever.
0: So Linwood is actually. um, he was within the freedom movement, right? So he was one of the first advocates for the voter integrity, um, you know, against the cabal, against the establishment, right? So a lot of people got vested uh, interest and in, in everybody who was a, a, a player in this. And early on, we saw Sidney Powell, we saw Michael Flynn, we saw Lynn Wood, Trump, you know, so that camp, right? We just saw them all as like a holistic camp. Um so fast forward uh, a a little towards uh, the fall linwood starts theorizing on his telegram about um how michael flynn is actually a bad person and he started sourcing this uh sourcing a lot of his reasoning a lot on his own but also he started sourcing it from other people who were also saying the same things and so i don't know where the tide turned where uh, there were certain influencers in our sphere within quote unquote the movement, which we, we call the the anons. Um, where some of the influencers who do have massive following started taking what Linwood was saying, by gospel. And so they started speculating on everything that was connected to Michael Flynn was bad. Michael Flynn man bad. So if you were a person who worked with Michael Flynn or an appendage of Michael Flynn, then you yourself are a bad person. So enters Natalie and and all the other uh, you know good influencers out there that are actually doing good work on the street. so red Pill babe, uh, you know me, uh, Ian Smith even was even in this whole, this whole debacle. Anyone somehow. who
1: wants to see general Flynn speak and maybe have gotten a picture with him, They were like, Oh my
0: that's, God, you just took a picture with Tom Hanks. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. Right. right. It's exactly right. That's a great analogy. It's like, you're taking a picture with the cabal. So you, uh, this, this, and that. So Donald it's like, Trump,
1: we can explain away his picture with Epstein, but you, uh, you must have party with this person and shared a hotel Exactly. Room.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: we can explain away Donald Trump in the Zionist hat with his hand on the same wall of Israel. But when DeSantis does it, we are going to fry him.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, that's how loose the speculation was just to preface everything else we'll talk about. That's how loose the speculation was. So it was like, if you took a picture if you went to this or you spoke at this event you are a bad person Natalie person bad red pill babe bad you know so it's like what you know so all of us were just kind of looking at each other like is this real like this is like we're we're bad people and so this is where the slander campaign started they started manifesting through people who probably already had a bad interest in us to begin with they were probably already um envious of the things we spoke of which are good things you know it's not like we're we're saying, yeah, like, you know, uh, uh, rah, rah, kabah or anything like that. It's like, oh, this is the establishment. This is what we're, they're doing on this day. You know, the, the same things. We, so we were all on the same team. Uh, until What's your the background?
1: Term. What's your where are your fa- where's your family from?
0: Um, My family. Well, my, my mom's from Mexico and my dad is from Houston.
1: I didn't want to just assume you're a Mexican because you were Texas. And because like if you were brown in Florida, I'd be like, oh, you're Cuban. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so I'm Mexican American.
1: I say this to RPB a lot, and uh-huh. I say it for myself a lot, and so it's easy for me to see it in other people. Right, it is super important that they slander our avatars because yes. us saying the same thing that somebody like Donald Trump might say, that's dangerous. Yes. A white dude touting off at the top of his head a straight white guy about, hey, these conservative values that isn't dangerous at all. It's exactly what everybody expects. It's par for the course. But when a lesbian from Florida or a Mexican from Texas says the same shit, that's hella dangerous. And you need to get rid of that. You need to
0: cap (laughs) that view. So like, doesn't it seem like that? Like, Mm -hmm. it seems like, is this operational or something? Because all of a sudden it was like a coordinated attack. What seemed to be on all of us. And it was like, off of just like regular shit. Like, so for me, if I'm, if I'm talking about human trafficking, well, no, she's a human trafficker. Uh, she's a pedophile. Uh, like it's like. So wait a minute. How, how are you arriving to to these t- types of things? And it started becoming. Really slanderous things like that, like really, really low ball things to just, um, you know, uh, slander us on and defame us on and mischaracterize us on. So they would take any standard thing from our past, anything standard. So for our uh, Red Pill Babe, you know, they took modeling pictures that she, and they weren't even bad modeling. They're hot. Like they, they're yeah, pin up pictures, no, you know? There was, there was nothing crazy. malicious. Was no snatch. <laughs> but now she's a, but, but Shaney, now she's a honeypot because she took modeling pictures before. Now she's a CIA honeypot. So it's like you take something And here's another thing standard. I have to say
1: is so obvious to me. If you're in this realm of content creating, there is a good opportunity that you have been an entertainer your whole life. There's a good opportunity right. you took acting classes. There's a good opportunity you lived in Los Angeles. There's a good opportunity you had a modeling agency. There's That's a good, good opportunity point. you were on the fucking radio. So That's it doesn't, it's, this is what we all did. So if I were to say, there's a good opportunity. You were the number one followed person on fucking MySpace. There's a good opportunity you had a good following on Friendster. There's a good opportunity that you just had some hot show take off on YouTube and were the only thing that never got censored. I don't buy that stuff the same. I don't buy that stuff the same. When you were the number one person and you already had big followings on these platforms that they already made us jump from, it looks more to me that you are the filter they're trying to catch us in than the person that's just Whatever I I was on the radio once. I lived in Los Angeles. You might find headshots of me. I've been around celebrities that I didn't go to their house. We didn't peel baby faces together, but I've been to right. some parties in my
0: life. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's like, and then to append and piggyback to what you're saying, when did we all become aware of all the symbolism and you know all of the deep class and all that? It was when the uh, the, the, when Q first dropped his his information, right? I would have to say that that downstreamed into many other factions, into the MAGA movement, into you know, uh, so people started learning the truth. But because Anons were out there putting before Anons though,
1: Pizzagate. I have to say, like PizzaGate was the first like coordinated attack where I saw all the people. It's one of the reasons I can't just get on the Joe Rogan bandwagon because I remember how mm-hmm. hard he fought against PizzaGate. Like I remember right. any time Eddie brought it up on his show, it was a complete boob. Like don't even bring this up, Eddie. And so there were certain things about Rogan. He was to me the key for the election night steal. He was the first show that came out and set up the whole well 3 a.m. It's all gonna oh. flip thing. He normalized PCR test, which I think is way more dangerous in the vaccine because people are sticking four of those up their nose a day and most people still haven't even gotten the vaccine. Um, He literally, his old show, the number one show on YouTube that never got censored for anything, including the Alex Jones interview, he was taking payment from Jack Dorsey when he interviewed Jack Dorsey. So there's things about Joe Rogan to me, nothing for free in Hollywood. You don't get that far in Hollywood with a show called Fear Factor. He's had a contract with the Disney Network and you don't it's it's and now we're all fighting for you and you've made a hundred million dollars a year and at the same time we're all fighting for your freedom of speech we're chair cheering that whoopies being taken off the view we right. don't see the like no right. it's freedom of speech or not and right spotify and the view are private fucking platforms so when right. you're not fighting for your friends that are being taken down off these things and we're all only standing up for 100 millionaire joe rogan you've lost the battle.
0: Right. Right. 100%. (laughs) So even taking that example, it's like, so I'm not even like, I have my YouTube and I've had my YouTube for a long time. And even there's a point where it's, it's really stagnant. Like I, I haven't had a lot of growth, um, but I still have it, but that's the thing. Like I have been working at this for a long time, but I'm still small. And it's like you can't let a small person make it. So you can you can take for instance Tucker Carlson takes millions of dollars, right? And people can have their arguments whether or whether or not they don't they like Tucker Carlson, right? But this man can get millions of dollars, but a small person can't, you know. And that was part of the slander campaign. It's like, oh, she has this and that. It's like, uh. Look, heifers, y'all had never seen the back end of me learning how to edit, mm-hmm. learning a Final Cut Pro, mm-hmm. learning uh, what cameras work best, how to connect. To ca- There's mm-hmm. so many intricacies people don't see that I spend hours of my life. And this microphone isn't cheap
1: and free and the Zoom right. isn't free and the <laughs> time isn't free and taking right. the time to link up with your guests and doing all this stuff. And it's not because... I, this is my hobby. I, I look at it as like I'm buying canvases and not all my paintings are good to be seen, but some of them are for the world to see. This is right. my hobby. If one day... So, and I'm, it's my 10,000 hours. And if one day something comes out of it, fan-fucking-tastic. But Whatever. the idea, if I put a piece of merch out, because... No one knows on the back end who asked me for what. Nobody knows how many people have begged me to send me money that I'm like, please, I, I can't. It makes me feel away. like. Right. So people, it's like all of a sudden, if I have people that just want to send me money, I'm like, don't send it for free. Let me give you a T-shirt. At least let right. me have something to give you um, right. back. I'm not a patriot. P-A-Y. Right. I'm a person who loves my country, who's trying to be a capitalist. Are you a capitalist or no? Isn't that what we're fighting for?
0: (laughs) It it is essentially I was actually talking to a friend um, overseas about this. It's like he's like he's like that seems to be like this whole idea that, you know, uh, Q drop 12. uh, and, And again, look. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know a lot of Q drops. Like I just got attracted to the movement because of people talking about human trafficking. Mm. That's plain and simple what it was. But I, I'm okay with the Q drops and the anons. Like I drive with them because we're all about truth, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm about the truth about all this. But the thing is,
1: spiritual, and it was like we were. It it was. It was all different kinds of people from all over the world. Uh It was kind of beautiful red pills. Exactly. They all had hope in their heart. They all thought we were headed toward a better place than we were standing right now.
0: Right. So the thing is, though, they're uh, again with the theorists, they take something They can take a little drop and they can theorize and just mobilize that and take it for gospel, deploy it out to their followers. Their followers are like, oh, yes, yes, that's what it is. You know what? It, that's what it is. So when they take that drop that says, um, some people are, uh, be careful who you follow. Some people are just um, profiting off the movement and all these things. It's like, they're like, it's so that people take that as, you can't sell merch. You can't capitalize. You can't do this or that. It's like- um, I know, again. I was like, hey,
1: assholes, they're probably not talking about my Maria. They're probably talking about my pillow. Stop being dumb, right.
0: <laughs> right, right. Or or people who are literally <laughs> making events off of q and uh, the, the the q and uh, Q movement, right? Like- just just to profit, not because their heart was in it, not because they were about the truth, just because they saw an, opportun- an opportunity to make a buck off of. So it's like the things like that. But it's like, I walked away. I could right now, I could have a career in project management if I wanted to, because that's where I, that's where I left. I left a corporate career so I could do this full time. And so I left a very comfortable lifestyle where I knew where my money was coming from. I knew what paycheck was coming every month. Um, And I took a risk and I'm still taking a risk to this day. And people don't see that. So if you take someone like me, who's still little. And it's not um, without danger to be in
1: the field that you're in of trying to save human save humans. It is not without danger, especially in a a state like Texas, where you do have the border right there. If you hit the wrong nail, you're busting open a dam of danger that you don't even know, but it's not going to make you stop looking.
0: Right. And so with all of that that comes, you we still boys and girls need money somehow to make ends meet. And then, you know, to to protect ourselves, to buy software. Like all of these things are not free. So it's like this idea that you just cannot do anything that makes money or or makes a a, a, a make a living for yourself is ridiculous. But let it be the irony that where it's coming from are sources that actually have no jobs. They are getting their living by their, by their, their parents. Right. So it's like their mom triads, mom triads. So what are you, <laughs> what are you talking their about? Moms, right? Their mom's pain their parental bill. units, parental unit department, what that's where they, they work their parental unit department. So it's like, you have no conceptual idea of what it is to make a dollar you have no conceptual idea of what it is to capitalize on anything how to get a job or anything basic like that but you're going to come at people who are living an honest life making honest money even the little bit that we have and you're going to come and slander them for that and you're going to try to destroy their lives That's what they try to do. They try to destroy our lives.
1: People that worked at things their whole entire literal education career, they didn't give a shit about taking their entire livelihood away from them.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So how is it that we're much better than the left than when, you know, this was very eye opening to me and like, where? like, do I belong anywhere? do I belong in this, this or that? And it like, it, I kind of realigned myself and I'm like, you know, you know, there are good adons out there. There are good, are good patriots out there that see the truth. Um, just stay there. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's now it's like, there's people out there just for clout and they're willing to destroy lives.
1: Well, and- 51%, if you are willing to do anything for the 51% always uh-huh. where you're always going to do it for the majority rule, that's what democracy is. Democracy is how we always work into this majority rule. We always work into this majority rule. If democracy were supposed to be, a handicapped person in a wheelchair would never have a ramp on a building because right. they're they're not the majority. So we right. never do the things that were just better because they were better for all of us, even if they didn't concern all of us. That's what it's supposed to be like this idea of like a constitutional republic to me is sometimes we do things that's better just for one because it's better it's not because it's the majority and some of these people right. with clout they are so worried about losing followers that they are they always have to stay with the 51% so now they're dictating it's like the Game of Thrones it started out as this great TV show and then all these n- <laughs> people jumped on and started to watch at the end of the show and be- they all started to write in on Twitter and say what they don't like and like and then the right. whole show changed and became a piece of shit at the end
0: <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> exactly and um you know unfortunately for them that's what it's becoming they're becoming the game of thrones ending where it's rushed it's it's dark it's poor it's uh you know and and we all had a great support for each other all of us were supportive of each other and it's really sad that they took that turn but that's what happened you something,
1: know something um let me take a hard turn though is um did you grow up in church
0: i did not I did not. We kind of went to church, but we, we just went just to go. So it wasn't really like growing up in church.
1: Did you get born again? Uh,
0: I did. I got born again in 2012. And, um, I think that's where like the onset of like, I'm searching for purpose. Cause, um, I got born again from a hard uh, heartbreak and, um, that was a really hard one because i thought you know uh even being like young in my 20s i was like i was gonna marry this person and so like that was a really really hard hard heartbreak and um from there i was just like so empty and i was like okay i just need purpose in my life and then the purpose found me so that's how i that around that same time i I learned about human trafficking
1: were you um fully submerged in water how was your baptism
0: um, so I got baptized later. I got baptized. Oh, actually, no, it was there. Uh, it was around there. I got baptized one time at the small church. It was submerged in water. And then uh, the second time I really got baptized um, because I, I was like, no, this I really feel like this is my heart. Whole heart is in it. I was actually baptized in the uh, Jordan River where Jesus got baptized.
1: Wow. That is so amazing. <laughs> like even when you um, when you did you get dunked by somebody yeah. and come up and did yeah, you feel so I, like, like a whole difference when you came out of the water?
0: Um, I don't know that I felt so like so much more different. Um, a lot of people do expect that, you know, uh, they're supposed to feel uh, different or see something, but really it's all just symbolic. The, um, the baptism, it says in the word that, you know, it's supposed to symbolize your rebirth and your faith in your new, your new belief. Um, and so it's supposed to be that you are so, um, entrenched and you're, you're just covered by like the holy water. So, um, it, uh, for, for, for many believers, like they just get dunked in water, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it, not that it's not symbolic for them, but they, they don't feel like anything different. They just, mm-hmm. they're just symbolically doing this out mm-hmm. of their worship for, for their like believers. a marriage
1: there. It's like right. their relationship and love is still the same, even if exactly. The
0: Yeah. You come up with the best analogies. That's that's the best (laughs) analogy. That's the best analogy because it's like, you don't get married once the ring is on your finger. It's not like anything changes, right? You're still in the same relationship. You're just symbolically together for, for, for the rest of your lives. Um, but it's not like, and then it's not like a marriage is like something that is like all of a sudden it's a magic spell and everything becomes great again mm-hmm. no like you're still working at your relationship even after you get married so it's it's just like that it's like you you just symbolize this as like i'm embodied with this belief and i take it seriously and this is a symbolism of me taking take it's kind of like taking an oath like you're taking an oath symbolically Mm -hmm. Um, but you still, you're still working at the same walk. You're still going through a lot of the same, uh, you know, the troubles in life and stuff like that. Um, but you're just symbolically proclaiming this in front of other people. Have you ever experienced a miracle? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, there was one time where, um, I was actually, uh, I was actually driving under the influence, um, and I swerved off the freeway and I flipped off the freeway freeway. And I just like, I was just at that moment, I was just like, I know I'm going to die. <laughs> I was like, I know I'm going to die. God. And I, it was weird. It was weird. Cause it, it's, it's, it's like time just like slowed down. Mm-hmm. And I just saw like the concrete, like just rubbing against my windshield and my windshield cracking. And like, I felt like the velocity of my turning and like the the fastness of the world like the me me tumbling in my car like it it was just such a weird thing and I was just like it was like as if time stood by a little bit for me to just say god I'm so sorry um I I know that I messed up and I know that I'm going to die so I apologize and somehow my car got turned right side up and somehow, even though my axles were bent in because my whole, my car Holy did shit. like the whole thing, yeah, my axles were like turned in. Somehow, I was still able to drive around the corner into a small neighborhood where eventually, I guess somebody called nine one one, and eventually the police and like the ambulance, the emergency people showed up for me, and uh, that they didn't even, um, yeah. I mean, it was just like I was. I was good. Like you're like, like, I'm fine. (laughs) I'm okay. Like, yeah, they were like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, they're like, are you, you, is anything feel broken? Do you feel like you can stand? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, Do you feel like you're lightheaded or anything? I'm like, no, I feel like I can think. I feel like I can talk. I feel like all my motor skills are, they're all working. Like everything was fine. And it was like, it's almost as if everybody had my back that night. It was just like, okay, I'm good. And then it was like, oh my God, like I, I was supposed to, I was supposed to die in that accident. Like there's no reason why I should have survived that at all. <laughs> so that was like, that was like one of the first miracles. And then there were some other miracles uh, uh, on top of that. Like, you know, even the payments, the payment of that, that total vehicle, like, you know, uh, I was so worried. Like God showed his grace. He showed out on his grace that night because I was like, I don't deserve it. Was it, it like, before or after I- you
1: were saved?
0: It was actually, I, I say my saving was like in two phases because I, the, the day that I left that relationship, I got down on my knees and I was not a believer. And I got down my knees right then at that point And I was like, I just stretched my arms out and I was, it was very silent. Only my dog was there. My dog's still still alive right now. <laughs> I'm looking down at him. You know, my dog, only my dog was there. I was just very silent in our town home. And it was just like, God, uh, I know that I was warned about this because people warned me about the relationship. It was like, oh, this is not good. And you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be, you know, with this person and all these things. And I was like, okay, I know I was warned. I know you gave me so many warnings before. And I was like, and I, I'm just so broken and i was like i just i don't know what this means that's how it began i was like i don't know what this means i don't know how to come to you i don't know even how to talk to you but i just know that i have to do this so i'm just i'm st- it's like a surrender like when you're under arrest mm-hmm. you're like i surrender okay it's done like i surrender so that was like the first part right so upon me dealing with that breakup i was starting to drink a lot of alcohol mm-hmm. like a lot of alcohol and that was like one of my second phases, I think of me. I think that accident really shook me up. So I was under the influence and I was like, you know, trying to just cover up the pain with a lot of alcohol until God literally turned my life over, (laughs) like literally flipped me off the freeway. I got flipped off the freeway for me to like actually get it. Like, okay. Like, Now I really know that like you have something for me. Now I really know that there's like, this is not it for me. And I really know that like, you're really with me because there's no reason you should have saved me from that could have just let me go and then
1: you have a bigger purpose and right maybe that it's like I keep saying on my show all the time is like the stuff we can find words courage to mm-hmm. say help somebody else heal and right. so even that like I fucked up I was drunk right. I almost killed yeah. myself I could have killed somebody else
0: 100% and
1: what? I'm alive there's something like that's a miracle and I have to do something bigger with that
0: My God. Yeah. Like, I I haven't thought about that incident in a long time, but like, yeah, that was like the incident that was like, set me straight. Like, no, like he, he, (laughs) like, and my mom was the one who prayed for me. Like my mom was the one who led me down the spiritual path. And I was just like, whatever, whatever, you know, before believer, I was like, whatever, you know, whatever. But It was then that was like everything that she had said, everything that she was telling me, everything that she was praying over me. I was like, it just kind of became a reality at that one moment that was like, oh my God, everything that she said was real. Like, oh my God, everything she was talking about, God was real. And it was like, okay, I'm standing up. Nothing's broken. I literally got out with scratches of the glass, like busting out at my, like towards me. Like that, that's all. And I got, like, I had like a minor concussion, even like we went to go see a doctor the next day just to check up on me. And he was like, what, what? shine the like, light like, in your huh? eyes. And he's like, wow, you look good. What he was like, you, he was like, literally, he was like, these type of accidents don't look like this. Like the people coming out of those type of accidents don't look like you, like they they're entangled, they're mangled, they're, they don't look like that. And so, uh, everything like from there i was like oh okay i guess you have a bigger purpose for me and so like you know like ever since then it was just kind of like if you could imagine like having that life your life like kind of in front of you like that it's like and then you're just alive all of a sudden you're tr- you're just like okay oh yeah all right now you have my attention now now i'll i'll act right okay <laughs> like I I, I'm, you got me
1: Yeah. Um, And I know sometimes it's Christians get weary on talking about this. Do you have any superpowers that have come along of recent or that you've had your whole life that are psychic, clairvoyant, visionary?
0: I think my superpowers, uh, which the word talks about it as spiritual gifts. um, I think it is going to be discernment. And I think the more that I'm studying the word, the more that it comes because now, like, even even within all this, that this experience with the slander campaign and all that, like, even now I'm just kind of like, I can project, I can like foresee what's gonna happen. Like, I'm like, guys, like I'll advise some of my friends. I'm like, look, just stop, just don't, don't even feed them anymore. Cause this is what's gonna happen. And I, th- this has happened already. Like it has already manifested where I'm like, listen, this person's just doing this out of a place of this. And they're only doing it because they're trying to do this and literally it played out. So it's like the more that I'm more in tuned with prayer and with reading, the Bible and the scriptures. And literally like, you see it on my Instagram. Like I started doing these Bible notes where I literally dissect every single line. I'm like, I circle the word. I'm like, what is this word? What's the synonym in, Synonym for this word? What, what did day, what did King David mean when he was talking about this? What was he coming uh, against? You know, when you really, really study like that, like for whatever reason, uh, well, it's a spiritual reason I start becoming more clarified in Mm -hmm. the things, the spiritual kind of world. So then you can foresee it and it sounds like mystical and it sounds like, it sounds like, Oh, like that's, that's really, it is supernatural, Mm -hmm. but I can only do it by the power of God. So if I'm in prayer and all these things, then I have more discernment and more. It can't be a party trick. That's where it's like the
1: second I try to use something as a party trick, it never really works out. But if I, him really present and it needs to be said. Sometimes I feel this need. Um, I kind of get a connection to, I say it's a theoretical, but sometimes it's past it's loved ones, but I can't just pull it. I don't know if I could do it. If you just sat in front of me and gave me $20 and I was like, let me try to talk to your blank. It's something that happens. And, um, if I'm, authentic enough because sometimes it's nerve wracking it it could be like me calling you out of the blue or texting you and be like natalie do chinese checkers mean anything to you (laughs) and you could be like i played it with my granddad every day why did you say that to me if you ask me one question back it's almost like a validation to spirit and then I can answer the question you asked back, but it's just for you. So if you're not there, I have no reason to talk to your granddad. So it won't stay with me, but it is this thing that I'm realizing if I do go to God or through God or source with it and give all of the accolades to that energy and not myself at all, it comes through more clear.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And you know that, and it should be, it should be the glory to God. Like everything should be the glory to God. And I, you know, I'm human and I have gone through, um, this, this place where I've been separated a little bit. Like I haven't prayed as much or haven't read the word as much. And it's like, I don't get that, that discernment. And I recently like got out of a relation, another relationship. Right. And I'm like, I wonder if I would have been close to God at that point, if I would have heeded more warnings, you know, about certain things. Um, And, you know, all of this just, again, it's like, kind of like, thanks guys. Like you kind of push me, you you, like legitimately, you push me towards back into my, my, my personal walk with God, not, not out of deceitfulness. Like we're doing this based out of Christ. And Christ told us to do this. Mm -hmm. That's not God. God doesn't, God doesn't uh, tell people to act out of nastiness and vengeance. That's not God's nature. So that, that got me to curious. I'm like, what is God's nature? Because these people are not acting Godlike. they're not acting like Christians. So what is Christianity? And that's what pushed me back. And now that I'm like, I'm making it more of a habit to like read make that the first activity of the day, read through just one passage and dissect it. And now I'm just like, I kind of see a little bit more clear, clear. I see a little bit more of people's motives. I kind of detect it a little bit more sensitive. So, and I like it. I'm like, all right, like now I understand. Now I'm able to. It's like I want to do a Bible senses. study. I
1: want to do a Bible study so bad with people that are open minded enough i need christians to be in it that don't feel like every question's blasphemous even if they don't have oh. the answer because that is a big thing i noticed with christians is the second they don't have the answer it's like oh this is blasphemy we can't talk about it um you
0: should actually join one, um i actually held bible studies last year uh, they were really really good we went through exodus um and we had baby i mean new new christians who d- like had no idea how to read the word And we literally went through and they were like, yo, I was like, yeah, because like um, there's just so many parallels in the Bible. Like um, anyway, uh, but before I say that, we're going to go through another one. Uh, It's not going to be hosted by me, but it's going to be hosted through the same people. And they're, they are so open-minded because we're like, literally we're we in this Bible study and I'm like, and it should look like this, by the way, it should look like, yo, I don't understand why David did this. Or like, I don't understand why God poured his wrath on these people like that. Like, I really don't understand that. Can you guys like, you know, so it should, it should look like very open and transparent and human, human. like we have questions that are like, yo, like, I don't really jive with that. Like, why? Why? Like, for instance, we went through X, we went through numbers, uh this past Bible study, and there was a portion where if a woman was being distrustful, I'm sorry, if she was being um, unfaithful to her husband, then it was allowable that that woman could be taken to this priest and the priest would like, basically, uh, uh pray over this wine she would drink it and she would like miscarry her baby so we were like imagine reading that as a christian and we're like what the hell yeah <laughs> we're like wait what like what is guys what does this mean we just what, gave what her a liquid abortion <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly so we're literally like you're that like was where our- is
1: this wine I know some sluts yeah. that would love this in their yeah,
0: yeah, yeah no <laughs> literally Cheney like we that's that's what our conversation looked like we were like yo like <sighs> so we would ha- take a we take a week to like read through what we're going to read through and then we get together one time a week and we just discuss it and it's like so it was like that week and we were like what was what was that what we just read? like <laughs> what is that you know what I mean like so it's it should look like that where we're just kind of like we pray before, like God revealed, revealed these things to us, but also we're humans in this Bible study, trying to just understand line for line, what these things are saying. So I'll give you more information. Yeah. I'm
1: totally into it. Um, I, sometimes I, I, I have a coven, my coven of witches, and I have some Jesus uh-huh, witches uh. and all sorts of religion witches. But we've done Bible study and we'll also take the words because we'll all have different Bibles. And so mm. then they'll have different kinds of scripture where it's just like a couple of the words are different, but those couple yeah. of words will matter everything. So then we'll go who has the oldest Bible in the room and why would oh. they change it over the last twenty years? Like why would they right. look at how different when they just take out is of and right. the yes. you know it's like those little things. And so then yeah. we'll try to find it in Hebrew. Then we'll break it down in Latin. And we'll just, I mean, it took us one time, three hours to just, um, for Moses to get the tablets. Like it took three hours because we were just like, did God melt Moses's whole face off?
0: <laughs> we're like- that is hilarious. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's stuff like that, that ha- we all come to a mutual understanding. Like for instance, th- take that for example, like you know, uh, Moses standing in in God's glory. It's like, why, why is it that he couldn't even face God? It's because God is an unapproachable light. And he
1: smited him before he smited him. He tried to stick up for the people. God was like, look at your all dirty people down there. And then what they're up to. And Moses is like, don't you talk about them. We walk for all this time to get to you. And you're going to talk shit about them. They're loyal to you. (laughs) And God was like, really, they're loyal to me. Go down there and see what they're up to. Right. So it's like Moses went down and was like, I just stuck up for you to God. And you guys are down here having an orgy and like burning stuff to a golden calf. Making a Moloch. Yeah. (laughs) Making a Moloch out of all your jewelry. You guys are down here in Bohemian Grove. And I was up there (laughs) talking to God. Like, no wonder he got his face melted off.
0: (laughs) So it's like, yeah, I mean, oh, man, it it was just like we went through Exodus last uh, last year and that I I never get tired of going through Exodus. Like Exodus is such a profound book because it's like these people are literally going through the same thing we are. These Hebrews are enslaved to a pagan government that, um, that even sacrifices children in the Nile. They worship all these other gods. And so if you, when you read through it, you're just like, yo this is the same like this is the same thing even the bob this marley the song
1: thing. exodus like it hits you in that same chord that that chapter of the bible hits you yes it's like exodus like we have to like like the slaves the slaves have to get it
0: yeah and the slaves have to get it exactly they had no faith in god no, they started off with like absolutely zero faith moses why do we have to Uh, and it's like the same thing. We went through this conversation through our Bible study. It's like, you look, these people are like the, the, the liberals who are just like, so entrenched in the government. Like they don't want, they want the handouts. They want to be taken care of. They want the government to tell them what to do. And it's like, this was the same thing as the Hebrews. They were like, Moses, like, we don't want to go, like, we don't want to be freed from this. Like, why, why are you going to take us into this place of desperation into the unknown? Like when we're, we're being provided for here. And it was like, but God had a higher plan for them they, he, God wanted to deliver them and their, and uh, as ancestors to their descendants, to a better place, it was a bigger picture. So it was like, you know, taking all of that. And even the, the, the plagues that God brought down on, um, the Egyptians were, he was mimicking the, the, how the Egyptians were, um, how they were, uh, what's the right word? I guess mimicking is the best way. The, the, the w- same way they were blasphemizing God, like through the worship of the goddess of, uh, you know, set or happy or, you know, all these, n- the, Nile, the Nile God and all these things, the same way that God uh, plagued them. So there was a God of the dust and the God of earth. And then he sent what, like a, a, he sent a plague like that. He, there was a God that had an insect head. So what did he do? He sent down the locust. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's like, like when you break it all frog. down, it's like, yeah, yeah, the 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 frog god, mm-hmm. like the the guy who had a frog, frog head. It's like he sent down a plague of frogs. So it's like, yo, like God is so God had a sense of humor, a sick, morbid sense of humor, right? Because he was like, Oh, I'm gonna get y'all. The way that y'all are y'all are blasphemizing me is the way that I'm gonna plague y'all. So God did that. And it was like, yo, like. The way you kind of just have that understanding at the end of the day is like, okay, yeah, this is who God is. If you look
1: into any of the countries around the world that have the most strict governments, their governments have, they're not allowed to have any religion, Mm -hmm. In any of these places. And so it's because they want the government to be the God vermin. And even if you look at China, which I'm like, here's this great wall of China, this iron, like this iron curtain of knowledge that we can't even get behind. Um, They even own the reincarnate of the Buddha. Oh. The government owns the next reincarnate of the Buddha
0: interesting interesting I didn't know that so then you're like
1: did they own it already we have like we have the Dalai Lama walking around literally the the idea that anyone in the world sees the Dalai Lama any different than Kim Jong-un I'm like those are both actors you guys are aware of this right right (laughs) these are all big scare tactics okay speaking of actors And stages. And the last thing I'm going to get into you with before I get you out of here. um, I have word on the street that you're a dirty insurrectionist. (laughs) Uh,
0: So I never, I never insurrected a building, but yes, I was on the lawn. (laughs) I was on the lawn.
1: It takes one to know one. I never, I never walked past the door, but I was um, all of the way up on the Capitol like a monkey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. I never hung out. Nice. I'm
1: just kidding. I never hung yeah. out the Capitol. I can
0: I, say that I saw a lot of the scenes that they were reporting on the news. Like that's how close I, I was able to see everything, even close enough to get a little bit of pepper spray, uh, a little, a little tinge, uh, like inhaled. And then that I was like, no, nah, I'm going back on the line. This is too much for me. Um, that whole crazy yeah, day that I mean- was
1: on the news. How much of the day was like magical and wonderful that nobody ever talks about?
0: It's just the spirit of patriotism like that was there, like you had so many cross generations there, you know, people who were veterans, who were who were protesting their political demands, you know, people who were from different countries, people who were on the lawn screaming, I don't want this to become Cuba. I don't want this to become like my socialistic or Chinese country, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, uh, we don't want this to happen. It was just like, just experiencing the spirit of people fighting for their freedom was something very different for me. Cause it was like, Oh my God, like everybody is here. We're all different generations. We're all different age groups, but everybody's here for the same reason. That Did was you like see most- a
1: flag that wasn't represented there that day?
0: Um, I can't really remember if there was a flag that wasn't represented.
1: There. I even saw, I saw gay American flags. I saw Chinese American flags. I saw Jamaican oh. flags. I saw uh, Korean flags. I saw, you know, uh, Saudi yeah. Arabian flags. I saw Georgia flags. I saw Florida flags. I saw Dixie flags. Like I saw Don't Tread on Me flags. I saw, uh, you know, Sovereign flags. It was like oh, okay. everything was there.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was That's like yeah. every
1: type of American was there. Like a real mixing pot of um, – at first I thought I went that day because I thought it was going to be, like, entertaining to watch yeah. Republicans get their, yeah. their Cummins because they had sat on their high horse for the last four years of Trump and thought, we are on the right side. And I'm like, no, you're Mitt Romney's and your Bushes and your Bushes. you're You're not the right side. And so – I was there at first because I knew Pence was going to fuck everyone. I was just thought we were yeah. there to watch it. I did yeah. not think everything else was going to unfold. But the second it kind of started to, I'm like, oh, shit. These sheep are going to follow this, like, these. And I had always heard about agent provocateurs all the time yeah. in the conspiracy movement. And to see the theater play out right in front of me, like, to see the full theater of, like, even there was one hot dog stand there that day. There was a truck ah! selling chairs and there was one place to go pee. There was a million people, million and a half people. And it was set up like a movie studio that was ready for 10,000 extras. Yeah. They weren't ready yeah. for all of us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I wasn't expecting it to turn out like that. Right. But again, there was just so many, uh, all the things we know, post time now you know people being let into the capital the security opening the doors for did it break your heart at all to
1: get called a terrorist after nah nah you were ready for it
0: nah i mean it's like uh, no not that i was ready for it either it was just kind of like it's comical it's like well okay i mean i was just on the line i wasn't doing anything like i didn't break anything i didn't uh cause anything I was just literally like perusing at the atmosphere like so it was just kind of like so incongruent to what it really was right so it's just kind of like it's not really does it doesn't set in when they call people names like that either even now to to like to this side where it's like where the slander the slander campaign comes from they're like oh you're a fed you're a fed because Mm -hmm. you were there if anybody was there it was you're a fed and it's like really like that there's thousands of us that are feds like thousands of cross-generated there were people with babies there like easy to say when
1: you didn't show up for one of them
0: exactly easy to say for
1: the people that never showed up
0: exactly exactly so it's like so does god win this timeline For sure. I think God wins in in all timelines. I think his glory is always going to be expended in in even present time. You know, there's going to be little victories everywhere. But as far as like something bigger and bigger, everything always accumulates into something. And, you know, I'm reading through right now, I'm reading through the Psalms. So I started from Psalm 1, Psalm 2, Psalm 3, Psalm 4, Psalm 5. Right now I'm on Psalm 5. And I'm really dissecting it. I'm like, king david got dethroned by absalom wow king david and you know how that happened there was an entire establishment that helped absalom cheat out that throne there were higher-ups elites scribes uh, people in elite positions in jerusalem that helped absalom dethrone a righteous person like david off of his throne And I'm reading through this right now. And I'm reading through his laments, like, God, hear me, God, you know, hear my cry. I lay, I lay my request down to you at your feet every single morning. And I'm like, yo, yeah. Like this is, this is us. Like we're, our establishment has cheated out an entire throne. Like, and, and so it's like, stay, like every day it's like, stay tuned for more. Like it's a new episode. It's like, what's God going to do? But there's like great hope in, in the Psalms too. Cause it's like talking about protection. It's talking about how, how God answers, how God hears every single morning at every single request. So it's like, we can't put all these requests at God's feet and him not do that, that not return back in void. Like there has to be something. So it's always like the, the, the word is always my hope. So I'm reading through this and I'm like, oh yeah, like God, always, he's always going to win every single, even if it's the little victory, I'm seeing it in my own life. He's going to win every single victory. That's what I'm going to call
1: this episode. God wins with Natalie Denise.
0: Ah, I love it. (laughs) I love it.
1: (laughs) I love it. Tell everybody where to find you.
0: Uh, basically, uh, you, so anywhere you type in my name, which is spelled weird N A T L Y. D E N I S E, that's Natalie Denise. I'm on Instagram, YouTube, Telegram, uh, what else? Rumble, and actually, Rumble, um, yeah, I'm gonna have uh two channels, so um, one's gonna be with my documentaries, and one is gonna be with my everyday stuff. Um, so yeah, any anywhere you pre- oh, and on Twitter, it's uh, my handle is it's Natalie Denise, I T S. Natalie Denise. So that's everywhere. Pretty much if you type in my name, you'll find me.
1: And you guys keep um, your ear out and your eyes out for the Counter-Trafficking Alliance and it will be getting bigger. And if you are a digital soldier, I'm sure there will be um, tons of stuff that you can dig into and make sure all these people helping kids are really helping kids.
0: A good touch on that. We are actually in need of researchers at Counter-Trafficking Alliance. There's a lot of things that we're validating. Uh, a lot of information, a lot of safe houses, um, you know, resources, as well as, there's two types of of uh, research. Either you can do the uh, research that's like validation, or we have another higher level up of research that requires an NDA. And of course, if people don't feel comfortable doing the NDA, that's fine. They could do the other research, but we're really walking into some murky territory with a higher level research, and we could use more hands. So if you have no problem, Um, you know, signing an NDA and a communication policy just because we're locking down this information so there's no leaks. Um, we definitely need you, especially if you're an anon and you love to dig. We love you. We welcome you. We need more personalities like that digging in. So,
1: so if you're over digging into red pill, babe, maybe you have some <laughs> extra time on your hands.
0: <laughs> exactly. If you're, if, well, we wouldn't want those people. First I'm of all, I'll just say that if, if you're into slandering and just digging for digging, now nah, we don't want you. We want people who are, have the right integrity, who have a heart in this. So if you can, if you want to, uh, and don't sign up by the way, don't sign up. If you have no, if you know that you can't devote time, that's one thing I'll put out there. Don't commit. If you can't commit Uh counter There's a button volunteer, click it and uh, volunteer, uh, put in your, your details and we'll have a volunteer outreach, uh, contact you.
1: Awesome. Natalie, thank you for hanging out with me on project. Yeah. Day.
0: Thank you so much. It was, was fun. It was
1: super fun. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. So she has been Chaney, and now she's off to smoke a blunt. See you next Tuesday, you fucking cunts.